Today is October 25th, 2021, and the Crypto Fear and Greed Index is currently sitting at a score of 74. This is significantly higher than last month's reading of just 28, which would show a level of extreme fear. Today, we're gonna to talk some more about crypto, talk a little bit more about my portfolio, and as we start to get to the waning months of this bull run, what I'm thinking about uh, transitioning my portfolio to and how I plan to pay, play the end of this, this crypto market bull run. So welcome to the show. Uh, this is the Good Samaritan Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson. Let's get into episode 25. Welcome to episode 25. Uh, let's dive right in. I, I've been getting a lot of questions about crypto recently from uh, the people in my life. More Funny, you'll find this has to do a lot with uh, pumps that might happen. So um, the last few months uh, up until October, uh, crypto actually was in a, a mini little bear market there for a few months, which one would have been a great time to accumulate. Uh, but as you would imagine, um, as as uh, funny as this may sound, most people only want to buy uh, when the prices are going up. And then most people only want to sell when the prices are going down. If you've been listening to this podcast, uh, you probably know better uh, that you want to do it the opposite. You want to buy when uh, things are low. So the last few months up until um October, which really September 29th, but October uh, was a great time to start accumulating a bunch of different crypto out in the market out there. So if you've done that, congratulations. Uh, and you've gotten in in the last few months, you've done a great job because you got in right before uh, things started to go back up. If you're a holder out there uh, like myself, who's been in the game now almost two years uh, and have watched the market go up and down, <laughs> Um, over the last over the last uh, few months and, and years, uh, congratulations! You made it through another dip, big dip, uh, and now you can <clears throat> feel that FOMO coming back into the market uh, as Bitcoin did punch through a new all-time high just a few days ago, um, only to get smacked back down. But uh, looks like there's some more strength coming back into the market uh, from there. Um, but let's start with Bitcoin. So Bitcoin currently is sitting around $63,000. Um, it's just 5% off of its all-time high. As I mentioned, it punched through its uh, all-time high just less than a week ago, or about a week ago at 64K, uh, topped out around 67K before uh, falling all the way back down to just under 60K, and then we've recovered now uh, around to around 63K. Um, I've been getting this question, like Jason, what you know? Should I should I buy Bitcoin? Uh, and typically, my initial response is, um, it depends on what 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 you're uh, what you're angling to do, what your uh, financial obligation, what your financial goals are. As, as we've discussed on this channel, you got to have a goal before you start uh, wanting to make moves. Uh, and it depends what you believe and what uh, what you think, where you think this market is going and what you think Bitcoin is going to be. Uh, you've probably got an idea of what I think it's going to be. Uh, but for any newbies out there who are still on the edge about uh, Bitcoin and 
what its what its value is in the world. I'm sure you hear a lot of different perspectives on the news uh, in the crypto space. We like to call it a lot of FUD as well. Um, there are a lot of naysayers about Bitcoin and the, the one thing I always point you to is the facts of the matter. And, uh, and I'll start with a couple of facts here. So first uh, fact here that I'll start with is if you're looking at Bitcoin from an investment perspective, we'll just look at just this year uh, and you compare Bitcoin to the stock market. Bitcoin right now is up from January 1st of 2021, uh, around 115 percent, depending on which daily close you use on that day. Uh, but it went from around twenty nine thousand dollars to sixty three thousand dollars where we currently sit here today. Uh, when you compare that to the gains on the stock market, uh, first I look at the S&P. Uh, the S&P's up 24% uh, year to date all through the through the month of October. Uh, so Bitcoin's almost about four and a half times uh, growing at the rate versus the S&P 500. Uh, so that means if uh, you've put in ten thousand, if you were to put in ten thousand uh, dollars into the S&P. Uh, on January 1st of this year, you'd have about $12,000 right now. Uh, if you would have just bought Bitcoin, uh, you would have already doubled your money uh, and some. So you'd, already, you'd have plus, you know, $20,000 plus uh, another 15% on top of that uh, if you were to sell either one of those investments today. Um, as you look at the S&P, so you're comparing the index fund versus Bitcoin. I get it. Uh, if you look at the S&P and actually dig into the S&P, uh, Bitcoin still outperformed the majority of the stocks that the S&P tracks, uh, with the exception of four. Uh, so there are four stocks uh, that are really driving most of the a lot of the growth in the S&P uh, through the month of October of this year. And they are it looks like three energy companies uh, and Moderna. So Moderna is actually up 217 percent. Uh, year to date through October, uh, and then it starts to go down after that. Everything else has, has, doesn't grow as much as that. Uh, but Devon Energy, Marathon, and something called Diamondback Energy uh, have all had uh, really meteoric rises this year as well. Uh, looks like they've all uh, outpaced Bitcoin, so they're either around 115% uh, or higher in growth year to date. Uh, so that's the first big thing I would point to uh, on a short term perspective. Second big point I will point to is institutional adoption. Um, a lot of people might look at the price of Bitcoin and think it's too high, uh, that maybe they missed the boat already. Uh, and I'll point you to two, two factors there. One is the institutional adoption. So if we go look at the top five institutions that have bought Bitcoin, where we're looking at MicroStrategy, uh, they have bought or purchased uh, 91,579 Bitcoins. This is uh, worth $5.7 billion. Uh, Tesla uh, owns around 42,000 Bitcoins. This is worth around $2.7 billion. Uh, Galaxy Digital uh, owns around almost 15,000 Bitcoins. Uh, it's worth about $940 million. Uh, Marathon Digital, uh, another $333 million of Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Square, also uh, almost about $300 million worth of Bitcoin uh, on their balance sheet. 
So I would ask yourself, you know, you can sit and ask yourself, um, why would institutions uh, be willing to invest uh, this amount of money uh, on, on Bitcoin? Uh, and I'll, I'll just leave that there for you to ponder, because uh, if, if anything, it drives more positivity uh, for the Bitcoin price uh, and more um, enthusiasm about the price and where it's going. Uh, these institutions, from what's believed, uh, is that they're buying and, and putting these Bitcoin uh, in cold storage, moving them off exchanges, uh, which points me to the, the, the next factor of why I think uh, it can be a great investment. Uh, is right now, the amount of Bitcoin available just for sale for you to acquire uh, is at an all-time low. Uh, reserve exchanges on reserves on exchanges. Pardon me, reserves on exchanges uh, puts Bitcoin at least uh, that you can go out and buy. So if you go to Coinbase or you go to Gemini, uh, FTX or KuCoin or uh, any of the exchanges out here, Crypto.com that offer uh, Bitcoin for sale, um, they, this is the lowest the reserves have ever been. So there are only, you know, in the world as it stands right now, 2.3 million uh, Bitcoin uh, available uh, for you to purchase and buy. From there, uh, what should trigger? So initially, so what? So what is the point? Is that what? What does that matter, Jason? It, it goes to show the rarity of Bitcoin, uh, how sought after it is and how uh, hard it will eventually be to acquire Bitcoin and even have uh, a whole Bitcoin. Uh, and th that will lead to uh, to my next point here is as we look at the amount of Bitcoins that will ever be created, um, 21 million uh, is what's built into the program to be created. We do know that 3 million have already been lost. I know we discussed this before. Um, and then right now you have the institutional buying that's driving up the price of Bitcoin that's just buying and setting it aside and putting it away uh, more than likely for the incoming inflation that they believe is coming uh, due to all of the money printing that's happened in our country over the last two decades. Uh, and then obviously a big exclamation exclamation point on money printing. Um, as we saw more money printed in any period of time during the COVID pandemic uh, to pretty much to, to keep our, uh, our economy in the U.S., but also the world economy from pretty much collapsing. Um, that, that inflation and all that, that money that was created will have to be dealt with in the future. Definitely should expect higher prices in the future. And what do I mean by higher prices? I mean higher prices on everything. Uh, from milk at the grocery store to homes to cars, uh, expect the prices of of uh, products um, and assets to go up significantly uh, over time, uh, just due to the huge increase in the money supply uh, in the in our economy. Uh, but back to the Bitcoin supply, uh, as I mentioned. Ultimately, what you'll find is because of the rarity that's been created with Bitcoin, uh, right now, in my view, still, it's still early um, in regards to being able to purchase Bitcoin at a much discounted rate from what its fair value may, be, may become uh, once we are in a period of full adoption of not just Bitcoin, but cryptocurrencies in general. Uh, what we're looking at uh, from a Bitcoin supply perspective is 
between hodlers or people who are never going to sell their Bitcoin, what, what uh, has been estimated to be calculated, uh, in institutions storing their Bitcoin, you know, off exchanges, encoding stores, like that, those Bitcoin may never ever see the light of day again, is around 9 million. Um, there have been an estimated 4 million coins lost uh, as Bitcoin has been around since 2010. Um, and then there are certain treasuries. Uh, but I say all those numbers to say at the end of the day, there well, there are only about, as of we stand right now, 2.4 million uh, of those Bitcoin, as I mentioned, on reserve exchanges for the rest of the world to purchase. Um, 2.3, 2.4 million may sound like a lot to you, uh, but we do live on a planet uh, with billions of people, uh, many of which who have not recognized the value that Bitcoin may have, may or may not have in the future. Uh, for those that believe it will have a significant value in the future, uh, once those people start to come around, there will be a mad dash uh, to purchase Bitcoin. And I bring up the institutions because from their patterns of buying that they have already recognized this and are trying to scoop up and purchase uh, as much Bitcoin as possible. As that demand continues um, for Bitcoin, it will only do what? It will only increase the supply of Bitcoin. So one of the things that we really haven't, uh, that in my opinion has not even been recognized yet is that 94% of the world's 50 millionaires uh, will not be able to own a whole Bitcoin um, because of the scarcity uh, of the Bitcoin that is available. Uh, there, as I mentioned, there's only 2.4 million Bitcoin and there are literally 50 million millionaires in the world. So if every, even if every millionaire, not every person on earth, if every, if 50 million people who all were millionaires decided that they wanted to have a whole Bitcoin, there would be, no, there's no supply for those 50 million to even buy uh, a whole Bitcoin. And this is a, a big part of uh, the building demand and the shortage of supply uh, that the belief and the potential is there for Bitcoin to uh, by 2030 potentially be uh, at $500,000 and above per coin. Uh, so that's my next big point of when I get the question of, you know, Jason, should I buy Bitcoin? If you have a long term outlook, um, my suggestion is to DCA start to buy Bitcoin, start to set it aside. I actually keep my Bitcoin uh, in a cold storage wallet uh, called Ledger. Uh, I also do have some where I earn some interest on um, because it's a long-term hold that I'll probably never move. So I might as well let it gain some interest uh, and let that interest build interest as the overall value uh, of those coins uh, progress. Um, and that, that's just my second biggest point. I hope I was able to drive home really the picture of how rare uh, this asset is right now, which is why it is such at a, at a high price. Uh, but I hope I was able to really drive home that the rarity of it hasn't really been fully absorbed because there will come a day um, where we won't talk about Bitcoins anymore. Uh, we'll only talk about Satoshis. Uh, because you will be in really rarefied air if you own even just 0.24 Bitcoin um, in the future. 0.24 Bitcoin 
uh, more than likely will put you in the top 1% of Bitcoin holders in the world. Uh, so th- there's all there's also been concern of, well, you know, it's at 63K. It's too much uh, for me to buy. I've missed the boat. Uh, and if you really if you're new, I, I advise you to really educate yourself on the crypto space. Look at and you could just start with Bitcoin. You don't have to go much further than that to start. Um, but there are a lot of exciting things happening in crypto. Uh, but if you look at the history of Bitcoin, if you and if you can learn, as we talked on this channel about investing, um, you have to learn to take your emotions out of it uh, and really look at the facts of the matter uh, and what the potential growth is uh, that you can experience if you invest in this asset. Uh, I say that because um, if you look in the past for Bitcoin, at every top, uh, everyone's thought they've missed it. When Bitcoin was at $20,000, when it hit its top in, I believe, 2017, everyone thought they missed it. Even if you would have bought the top in 2017 at $20,000, you've already 3 extra your money uh, right now. Here we are in 2021 of October. So that's my second biggest point to consider the adoption, the level of adoption that's happening. I didn't even mention El Salvador um, accepting it as a ledger. Uh, in their country, and I would imagine more countries will start to come around and get on board um, and that the future for Bitcoin is bright and you want to get in uh, while it's cheap because uh, cryptocurrency is still very early. Uh, 63K looks like a lot, uh, but I can tell you $100,000 looks a lot higher. Um, eventually, $200,000 looks a lot higher uh, and maybe even eventually $500,000 look a lot higher and if we ever get to that day, uh, you will look back and be able to think like, well, I was glad that I did that. Um, but these are all um, all projections. Uh, what can happen or might potentially happen? Uh, any investment you make uh, will be at your own risk. Of course, this is not financial. This is not financial advice. Uh, this is uh, this is just me talking about Bitcoin and how I feel about it for entertainment purposes. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, th- those second points of why I think um, the opportunity for Bitcoin is is significant. And finally, I'll just I'll answer that question uh, directly. So, Jason, you know, should I buy Bitcoin or not? As I mentioned, you should. Uh, depends on your time horizon. I personally, my conviction in it as an asset, it's definitely a part of my portfolio. Doesn't mean all of my money is in uh, in the asset, though. Every other day, I'm definitely trying to uh, allocate more. Um, but as you look over and I put it, I'll put it like this. Uh, what I find in crypto is because the gains are significantly higher than you might find in other asset classes, significantly higher. I had to talked about it uh, on earlier shows uh, from last year when Bitcoin, everyone was like drooling over Tesla in 2020 and how the gains were delivered in Tesla and Bitcoin crushed it. I think it was up like. 3x compared to what Tesla was up. Like it wasn't even close. Um, What I find is a lot of people that come into the space, uh, they they easily get wrecked. Uh, FOMO takes over. Um, They're not doing your they're not doing research about the industry or the assets that are available. There are tons of coins out there that you can buy. Um, and I would my opinion, it would be that Bitcoin is definitely the safest one. Will it grow as fast as some of the other projects uh, like Ethereum that I love that actually have more uh, in my holdings than I have of Bitcoin? Um, 
because of what I believe in the utility and what Ethereum offers and what it can offer the world. All of these things, all of these things are still very, very early. Uh, if you're looking to uh, flip money for a quick buck in crypto, I would say yes, you can definitely, definitely do that. Um, my opinion would be though, I think the biggest gains are that come in the crypto space uh, come from people who learn to stick with it. Um, they're, they're willing to learn about it, um, and they're really they're willing to uh, huddle a lot of the the good long term projects uh, because as I mentioned, it's super early. A, a lot of the you know major adoption has yet to have happened yet or yet to have uh, even you know come into the ether of the world yet. A lot of people are still skeptical about cryptocurrencies in general. Um, we have whole generations who are still uh, fighting against it, still arguing gold. You have uh, very prominent, quote unquote, prominent people uh, who are, as I mentioned before, spreading FUD, saying that it will never be go to zero, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's a very young industry. So it can be very highly speculative, um, which can be good or bad. Others use it as an opportunity to turn a little bit of the money into a lot more money um, uh, to do that. Uh, others uh, believe in the long time utility of things like Bitcoin and just buy it over time. They DCA into it. If it's one hundred dollars a week, uh, fifty dollars a week, if it's four hundred dollars a month, uh, they don't look at the price. They buy it. They put it in their cold storage wallet uh, and they save it for a rainy day or for when uh, they believe the rest of the world will catch up. Uh, I'm of the opinion uh, you should definitely start to accumulate uh, some now. I would watch the price. Uh, because we are near the uh, last leg of a bull run. So, yes, it would have been a much better buy uh, to buy Bitcoin just a few weeks ago when it was at forty one thousand um, dollars, almost twenty thousand dollars cheaper than it is right now. Um, so if you're planning to invest, you're and this is why I mentioned it depends on your time horizon. If you believe that uh, by 2030 that Bitcoin could be around five hundred thousand dollars, 2030 is a solid almost 10 years away from now and you can hold that long, then does it really matter if you buy Bitcoin at $63,000 or $40,000? Um, if you're lip looking to just flip Bitcoin, potentially, potentially, uh, you need to recognize that the gains aren't as big as they were uh, even just uh, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, Bitcoin was at $3,000 uh, at the bottom of the market in March of 2020. Um, so, yeah, you flipped your, you know, that's a 20x right now um, if you would invest it at that time and held to this point. Uh, those significant gains, so I put it like this, Bitcoin is a, unlikely to do a 20x from where it is right now. Um, that would be a significant jump in a very short amount of time. Um, so those opportunities are there. I don't believe you're going to find that in Bitcoin. But if you're planning to hold for a long period of time, then, yeah, just just buy um, slightly monitor the price. If you're planning to never sell it, then just accumulate. Um, it's better to accumulate near the bottoms uh, than it is at the tops. Um, but again, it comes down to your time horizon and what kind of research you've done. Uh, one thing I would suggest to learn is to, to do uh, channeling. Uh, on charts. Uh, I personally use TradingView uh, to get an idea of when we're at the top or the bottom of a channel uh, where obvious, I won't say obviously, but 
we're we're very nearing a top versus a bottom uh, in this trading channel uh, for Bitcoin as well as Ethereum. Obviously, we just broke through uh, the Bitcoin all time high. So, yeah, you're buying in a in an area that's kind of toppy. But at the same time, you know, you watch uh, you watch for the dips and you try to buy the dips. Uh, Bitcoin, as I mentioned, blew through 64K, went to 67K uh, a day or two ago. It was just at fifty nine thousand dollars. Might have been a great time. It I won't say might have been. Obviously, hindsight is 2020. But at the time. Uh, $59,000 was a, a good time to get in if you weren't in because we're already back at $63,000. And I always mention um, whether it's stocks, whether it's uh, real estate, which moves in much slower cyclical nature, uh, but as well as crypto, you want to buy things when are in the red and sell them when they're in the green. This is a very hard thing to do, though. Uh, and that's why you have to start now to start training yourself to, to do that now. Uh, so enough of that. I, I did mention I was going to talk about more po my portfolio and I didn't want this video or this I say video, uh, this this show to get too long. So I'll go to my portfolio now. Um, I have rebalanced it since the last that I discussed it. Uh, so I actually start from the top. Uh, so uh, I actually have it on CoinGecko now, which is a great site to use. Uh, right at your fingertips, but I still utilize my spreadsheet as well. Um, but my top holding uh, is still Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum, uh, as I mentioned, I'm very bullish on. I started buying, me personally started buying Ethereum uh, around $300. Uh, I can tell you now at the price of $4,200, I would have wished I would have bought uh, much more Ethereum at that price when I did, uh, but I have been um, pretty consistent with uh, dollar cost averaging Ethereum. I have been buying the dips. Uh, I bought the last dip. I think the last time I bought uh, Ethereum was actually at $2,000 um, during those months, as I mentioned, uh, that Bitcoin dropped and pretty much the whole crypto market had dropped. And that's where you have to really train yourself uh, to, to buy when everyone else is scared or fearful. Uh, that's why I mentioned the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. I'll start to mention that every day now on my shows um, to get an idea. It's one of the metrics I like to look at uh, to help you know manage my own emotions. Because when everything's going up, that's when FOMO is strong. That fear of missing out, man, I'm telling you, it's strong. Like when you're seeing those numbers go up, you're like, man, should I buy it now? Should I buy it now? Uh, and that's usually right when you buy it, uh, that's when the trend changes. <laughs> so... Um, you want to be on the other side when it's going down and you're like, oh, should I buy it now? Should I buy it now? And then you buy it and might go down some more after. Uh, but it usually can. It also can recover pretty quickly and then you feel pretty good about your buy. Uh, just notice. Just remember uh, when you're in those moments, um, you're going to be in a room by yourself uh, and no one's going to be telling you to buy when it is a good time to buy. And then you're going to be in a room full of crowded people. Uh, when the FOMO is in and prices are going up uh, and everyone's telling you to buy, that's when you want to take a step back in and go back to your metrics and go, oh, OK, we're at a top. It's, a lot of times I tell myself, let me accept that I might have missed that run up. Uh, but now I'm looking for the I'm looking for the dip to buy and not to get caught in the run up. And then, you you know, you're, you're the one who's who's in the dip uh, and losing money. 
Uh, so back to my portfolio, like I mentioned, Ethereum is my top holding. Uh, it right now is 36% um, of my portfolio. Uh, Bitcoin is at 15% uh, of my portfolio as it stands right now. So I have been, uh, and, and, and from a crypto perspective, I would say this is probably fairly uh, conservative portfolio, not the most conservative. Uh, there are other uh, pundits out there who would suggest to have uh, Bitcoin be your top, your top position. But I decided a long time ago that I was going to uh, do Ethereum. I actually uh, did a show where I converted uh, my first run up of Bitcoin uh, into Ethereum, um, which I believe this investment will help me buy Bit more Bitcoin down the road. Uh, so 15 percent, uh, when you add those two together, it's a little just slightly over uh, half of my portfolio uh, is in uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. So the top two cryptocurrencies, uh, Ethereum is what they call a smart contract platform. I actually think I might do a whole show on all the SCPs that are out there. Uh, Solana has been a one that's been getting a lot of run uh, lately just because it's it's super fast. Uh, compared to to Ethereum and others, uh, it, it's definitely going to uh, have a say for itself uh, in the SEP space uh, so far from how it's been able to perform. And their Phantom Wallet is really awesome. Uh, I actually have a few NFTs there, but I do wish I would have bought uh, more Ethereum, but I have such great entry points uh, on a lot of the uh, tokens that I have in my portfolio uh, that now I'm just, I'm in this. I'm in the space where I'm just riding the wave uh, and trying to set my target prices uh, to get out. Um, my next largest position um, actually is a token called Hex. And I'm not, again, none, all this is not is not in financial advice. Um, Hex is something I bought on a whim um, for $1,000. I just I put $1,000 in it. Uh, I think over a year ago, uh, and it has skyrocketed. Uh, my return on that investment is four thousand plus four thousand um, percent, and that's why it's such a significant part of my portfolio. I can't say I'm exactly. Uh, I, I put it like this: so far it's performed. There's been a lot of uh, complaints in the market about uh, the founder and. Uh, way Hex is run, uh, but in my portfolio, it's a huge position. I actually locked it up for five years and earning T-shares, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it might not exist in five years, uh, but so far, uh, it's been one of the, the best performing investments in my portfolio. I laugh at that because uh, I literally bought that late one night. Um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to be in or out, so I just decided to throw a thousand dollars in it and uh it's proven to be that strong um other projects i'm actually you know really believe in the utility uh, of them and a lot of these projects i brought super early on i maybe dca'd a little bit over the past year uh but I, like i said at this point i'm just riding a lot of my uh winners uh as close to the end of this bull run as i can before i decide to get out um but that next token is vchain I actually bought this at one cent, um, but my current um, uh, average cost on it is 0.03 cents because I have purchased a couple of the dips uh, the last few months, uh, but it's around 10% of my portfolio as well. 
um, this is the it's the it's a small it's a smaller token compared to the the big uh, market caps though it does have a very large market cap uh, around seven billion um, uh, but it operates in the logistics space uh, so I definitely encourage you to to research about VeChain uh, I am looking to possibly exit that uh, around the forty cent mark uh, so we'll see uh, how that how that pans out um, from there. Uh, my next largest uh, position uh, is Audius. I, actually, I'll say Audius uh, and Ave. So two different plays there. Uh, Audius is actually uh, a opportunity for to is an opportunity in the music space, uh, particularly uh, kind of think Spotify, um, but decentralized and on a on a blockchain basis. Uh, the other big thing with Audius is I think they're going to introduce NFTs some way through their their platform. Uh, they really aim to give artists uh, more power uh, in the music industry, um, and really kind of removing the middleman uh, of the big labels out there. So we'll see uh, how Audius goes. So that is a super long term play. I'm actually going back and forth in my head about. Uh, whether I just lock that investment away for 10 years and see uh, see what happens. But it uh, the technology is very top-notch. Um, I'm very excited about it, but it also is super early. They did uh, a few months ago announce a partnership with uh, TikTok uh, and that really ha- uh, had a huge pump on the price early, pre uh, any of the uh, excitement in the market uh, recently, um, which is, you know, uh, which is to be expected um, when you have pumps like that off of off of big news, uh, but has been uh, struggling since. Uh, and then the next page, the next piece uh, there, and I'll kind of I'll stop with these uh, next two. Is actually I'll actually do the next three because uh, the other positions are a lot smaller. Uh, but Ave is a uh, opportunity to kind of. Um, a crypto opportunity from a lending perspective. Uh, so Ave, uh, the reason why I like it, it's a blue chip in its space. It has the most total value locked on the Ethereum blockchain uh, when it comes to uh, lending and offering lending uh, opportunities um, online. Obviously, this uh, is a, you can delve deeper into the financial services uh, that uh, blockchain will offer. Uh, this will obviously compete with your your, your big banks out there. So I really like Ave. Uh, I invested in that early as well. I have also DCA'd into that uh, as well. Uh, and then Nexo and Ren are the next two. Uh, Ren, I'll start with Nexo. So Nexo, I actually have talked about Nexo in the past. I do earn some uh, interest there. I have a number of places where I like to earn interest there, but I've like to learn Nexo a lot. I actually bought Nexo super early. It actually turned out to be a very great investment, um, plus 30, 376% uh, on that investment. <coughs> uh, and I actually made the purchase so that I could max out uh, my uh, interest earning, re- my rewards of earning interest on other cryptocurrencies and assets that I own. Uh, and then it turned out to be one of the, the better investments in my portfolio, something I bought early on. It's probably one of the top three uh, cryptocurrencies I purchased, and it's around 4% of my portfolio. So it hasn't grown as strong as some of the other projects, uh, but it's done very well for me. 
Okay, to end, uh, as I mentioned, I t- kind of talk about how, I, how I'm kind of playing the rest of the market. Uh, I have uh, greatly reduced my buying. I do still feel like there are still some opportunities out there, uh, but I'm sticking pretty much with uh, the, uh, t- the cryptocurrencies that are already in my portfolio, uh, taking opportunity debt buying. Uh, I am setting a schedule, as I mentioned, to DCA and the Bitcoin. Uh, I am very close to being a whole corner. But the higher that Bitcoin goes, the further away that goal will be uh, compared to the dollar uh, comparison. (laughs) So um, I am setting uh, I have some other investments out there uh, that I'm just going to that I don't need to rely on the cash flow for right now. I'm just going to put that into Bitcoin. So that's gains on gains. Uh, I think you guys might have heard me talk about um, uh, the richest man in Babylon before. So uh, you want uh, the coins that you make to make coins on their own and then those coins make coins on top of it. So that's a kind of strategy I'm taking there. Uh, So I'm not really looking to buy everything I'm kind of spending time doing right now is watching the market. Uh, keeping a pulse on it because this is kind of my first go at it uh, in a bull market. I started buying right at the end of the bear market. Um, so I've had a lot of learnings there, uh, which I would you know suggest to all of you is uh, you have to get in the game to learn how to play it. Um, and the longer you're in the game, you learn how to play it, the more fruitful it will become. Uh, but from there, the rest of my portfolio, I'm setting target prices. Uh and I kind of know there's a potential of uh, what I'll end with uh, for my portfolio for when I cash it out. Um, and I'm still trying to determine how much I want to cash out. I think it depends on if I hit my targets. I'm watching Bitcoin very closely. Uh, a lot of people are estimating it's going to uh, hit 100,000. The question is, what's the top? Is 100,000 the top? Is 135,000 the top? Uh, suggested by Plan B, who follows the stock to flow model. Uh, you have other people out there calling for 200,000, 250,000, and something as crazy high as 400K uh, for Bitcoin. So, uh, my personal uh, feelings there is just having been in the market and kind of how I felt, uh, how things have gone. Uh, predictions are predictions, no one knows what's going to happen. I am not very confident we're going to get anywhere near 400,000, but I feel kind of good after 100K, but we'll see how things pan out. It's too early to tell. Uh, From there, what's happened in the past is uh, people have taken profits out of Bitcoin, whether that top is at 100, 150, whatever may be the case, uh, and then flooding the alt, what they call altcoin, so Ethereum and everything else. I mean, mostly blue chips there with a little bit of money and some very smaller cap. Uh, tokens there. Uh, like I said, I plan to just wait on those positions, uh, watch those prices, uh, begin to layer out my profits. So uh, one of the big ways that I do this is, is on my spreadsheet, I have a target of uh, how much of my portfolio I want to be in crypto and then how much cash I want to have this have on the side. Uh, right now, it's set at 90% uh, crypto and 10% cash. Uh, so as uh, it goes out of balance and the way it goes out of balance is if crypto uh, rises in prices significantly, uh, my cash position uh, will shrink percentage wise. And then I go to my positions and I go, all right, I need to shave off 
you know, pretty much my spreadsheet tells me how much I need to shave off to rebalance my portfolio uh, to a 90-10 uh, rule. I plan to do that for uh, a few months, depending on how things go, of course. Some people think things are going to end at the end of the year. Uh, others think it could go into March. Um, but I've been getting to take profits on the way up. Um, probably definitely uh, once Bitcoin hits 100K, but I'm not sure. I think I might not sell my my bitcoin at all uh and just and just be happy with where where i'm at right now and just build on it uh, because it is so scarce uh but everything else is definitely up for grabs for for selling uh and then as money flows into those alts um i will definitely begin to to sell those positions in, in large chunks uh depending on how, how fast the money flows down uh into alts from uh from bitcoin um and really go from there. So right now, just got my hand on the pulse of the market, uh, trying to execute this bull run the best I can. Uh, but I will, you know, my advice there is I am 100% definitely planning on selling um, a large portion of my bag uh, to cash out and then uh, actually prepare uh, to use the majority of that money to reinvest uh, if there's a bottom uh, bear market that, that comes soon. So uh, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, how I plan to play it, uh, and how I'm managing it. Again, trying to use math and numbers uh, to keep myself honest, uh, because I know the FOMO is going to set in once Bitcoin gets close to around 100K. Uh, I'm sure people are going to be throwing out crazy stuff like that, like that it can go on forever. Uh, but if you look out throughout history, and as many of you know, it does not. Uh, usually has some pretty big corrections. Uh, though I will say this time around with institutions buying... Um, the floor is definitely going to be much higher. The question is where that floor is at. Uh, and then I plan to uh, buy some more Bitcoin. Uh, my goal is try to get to between 10 and 20, depending on how I, how I play this play this bull run at the end. So, uh, But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, be looking out for this drop in uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, and then expect to, to have more shows going forward. I'm going to go to a more open style. Uh, I was really planning, or in previous shows, I was doing a lot more research um, on top of working and uh, getting out getting out my shows. But I plan to be more, more um, dropping shows more often, uh, something a little more open, kind of talk about what's going on, what I'm thinking about, uh, just my feelings on the market, definitely see more about crypto. I'm definitely gonna make a show on NFTs. I started to get into NFTs technically last December, uh, when I bought my first NFT or NBA Top Shot, uh, and I'll give you guys a story there. And then I'm really in love with a new project called Space Punks Club, where I own three of those and uh, kind of learning to join uh, these NFT communities, etc. So that's like cutting edge crypto uh, that I'm, I'm looking forward to communicate my experience about. So uh, stay tuned for next episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, no matter where you are in your financial journey, always take the time to be a good Samaritan. Peace.